0: Hello, I'm Montana and I'm Samantha and you're listening to Reaper Tales and today
1: we're going to talk about Christmas traditions. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? I am so glad you asked Montana. This wasn't planned at all. So we are drinking hot apple cider, obviously mixed with your favorite whiskey or typically fireball, but you know me and fireball don't mix. So just whatever your favorite whiskey is. So enjoy, because why not? It's Christmas time. Have, have something a little festive.
0: Yeah, and you can make it as strong or as not strong as you want.
1: I think Kelsey's is pretty strong. She keeps making a face. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how strong your neighbor's drink is by the face they make after they take a sip. <laughs> Unless you're a pro like me, keep your face neutral. Oh, true.
0: My husband always puts uh, extra firewall on his. Don't know how he does it, but good on him. I have a lot of resources, so they're going to be in the show notes. Obviously, there's a lot of resources because there are going to be multiple traditions that we're going to cover today. So
1: if you're interested in those, go look at them. Thankfully, Montana handled our joint session today. And I'm going to give her shout outs because we all have those moments. And um, I was sick for an entire week, which is unlike me. So thank you so much, Montana, for picking up the slack and taking care of it. Hey,
0: you're welcome. Also, before we get started, just a little reminder to everybody: we're going to be having our hundredth episode coming up in March, and we have sent out a request for you guys to send us your cues and a's. You
1: send us cues. We do do a's.
0: Okay, yeah, you only send us cues. Don't send us a's.
1: It's confusing.
0: We're going to have a bonus episode where we will read your questions and we will answer them possibly. possibly. And you're welcome to submit them anonymously. We've gotten one that was inappropriate, but outside of that, everybody hey, else has been... Good on you guys.
1: <laughs> Just one so far. Around, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, keep it, keep it appropriate, but yeah, send us those questions in. You can send them in to our email at reapergals at com. You know, send them on
1: social media. Samantha will gather them up at Reaper Tales Podcast Instagram, and Facebook. You can send, comment on a post or feel free to send a direct message. Either way works for me. Yeah.
0: And we're pretty responsive. So if you send us a message, we're going to respond pretty quickly.
1: Well, also, because we did receive feedback from certain listeners that sometimes people don't listen all the way to the end. Another quick note is for worded or written reviews, we are actually doing shout outs. So if you would be so kind as to leave a lovely review, Mean Ones will not Get shout outs, um, you're going to get something else. But the nice, lovely, worded, written reviews will get a shout out on the show. If you don't want a shout out, I guess send me a message on Facebook too when you do it. But please, by all means, leave us reviews, likes, all of the things um, so other people can find us. And we're saying this at the beginning because not everybody listens to the end. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. I don't listen to the end of all the podcasts I listen to either. So no hard feelings whatsoever. Oh, yeah. But just mentioning it for those of you that haven't heard that before uh yeah please do
0: that thanks in advance if you don't do it no thanks
1: (laughs) i rebuke you i guess i don't know and on that note let's go to traditions
0: (laughs) this is gonna be fun Uh, so originally our plan like smayla said this was gonna be a joint episode and we had a very long list of different traditions that we kind of wanted to research and cover but one thing that I found is a lot of things that we put on that list, they kind of cross over with each other. Which is not surprising. As far as like the origin and where they came from. And honestly, a lot of it came from, you know, pagan. What? <laughs> yeah, no, it surprises everybody. So up first, we have the Christmas tree. Of course. And the, the only reason I'm covering it first is because it was first in the list. There was no structure of this. I was scrambling. So you're welcome. So, the Christmas tree's origin claims to have been started by Protestant Christians in Central Europe in the 16th century. Over the years, it was decorated with the following items. Roses made of colored paper, apples, wafers, tinsel, and sweetmeats. Barf. Ew, meat? Yeah. Before electricity, people were known to place lit candles... In the tree? I have heard that, which seems like
1: a firehouse.
0: Pretty dangerous.
1: <laughs> Ever seen yeah. um, another Christmas tradition, which is what, uh, Christmas Vacation? Ever seen that one? No, I've never seen that. Okay, well, fire doesn't mix well with trees that are dead. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have told you that. That's kind of basic knowledge, but okay.
0: <laughs> As you're aware, in modern times, we decorate with expensive ornaments that will always shatter when you try to put them away. Tinsels stuck around up to this day, candy canes, and sometimes a pickle. We'll get to the pickle. Don't worry.
1: Also, I wanted to clarify because I seem to remember that sweet meats were not what they sounded like. So I looked it up real quick. Yeah, it's basically like a candy. It's not actually like real meat. Just FYI. Oh, you know what? I could have looked that up, <laughs> but I didn't. I just happened to think about it because I remember that coming up at some point when I had talked to somebody else and I was like, that's gross. And sometimes they refer to it as sweetbreads, but it's like a candy. Okay. That makes more sense. I wouldn't be surprised if we draped meat on trees at some point. I, I wouldn't be. Mm-mm, neither here nor there. Yeah. I
0: do reference it later, but still, if you name something sweet meats, Yeah. It's on you. That's fair you made the joke yourself. Here's the thing though, with as much as European Christians like to claim they created a tradition the majority of the time, they didn't. And the Christmas tree tradition is no exception to that. Well before European Christians chopped down perfectly good trees, slapped them up in their home with tacky decorations and sweetmeats, the pagans had been practicing a similar tradition called the Yule Tree. They're not always tacky. <laughs> a lot of them are. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are. <laughs> Long before Christianity reached Europe, the pagan celebration of winter solstice had celebrated with a Yule tree. Ancient druids throughout the British Isles and Northern Europe adorned their houses and temples with pine, spruce, and fir to invoke everlasting life. Because they're evergreen. Yep. Scandinavians believed Balder, their sun god, favored evergreens as special plants. Quote, early Romans marked the solstice with a feast called Saturnalia.
1: sounds right. I think I
0: say that right. In honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture according to history.com. The Romans knew that the solstice meant that soon farm and orchards would be green and fruitful. To mark the occasion, they decorated their homes and temples with evergreen uh, boughs
1: Bo- I think boss. it's boss. boss. What is it? boughs Like, okay. Bah. What is it? The song. I don't know. Well, the song. song? Uh, something with boughs of holly. Is it boughs? Boughs? It's B-O-U-G-H. Something like that. Yes. Sounds good. I think you're good either way. It's Boughs of Holly. That's where it comes from. You yeah. we'll know that? I was like, there's a song, I know there's a song, and they say the word. <laughs> they do, yeah. Uh,
0: above my pay grade. When Roman Emperor Constantine decriminalized Christianity in the year 313, the religion began to spread throughout Europe. These early Christians adopted and incorporated many pagan rituals. Fertility rites of the spring were converted into Easter bunnies and eggs, and the Christmas tree evolved from those winter solstice celebrations into your modern-day Christmas tree.
1: So let me take a tea here, just because I want to make something clear. Christians are not the only ones to do this. No. This happens all the time. Traditions are changed. They're they're modernized. They're morphed into different things as times change. We're not saying anything specific about that outside of this is where it was founded. This is where it came from. And it wasn't an original Christmas tradition or Christian tradition. And that's not unusual based on other things that we've covered, like Easter. So times change. We adopt other traditions from other places. The important part is to give credit where credit is due and to mm-hmm. understand where it actually came from instead of trying to claim it as our own. I think that's where the difference is. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people get confused. Because They take offense when you say, well, that actually started 500 years before that. And then they get offended. And and honestly, there's no reason to be offended. You made it your own and that's okay because that's human nature and we all do it. That's the language has evolved throughout the millennia for that very reason. Just let's be honest and say that's not it didn't originally come from us. It came from somewhere else and we made it our own. Just be honest about it. Yeah. Um, Give credit where credit's due. and And if you didn't know, hey, now you know something different. There you go. I'm just saying we're not picking on anybody for some people who sometimes have a tendency to feel so. Well,
0: uh, I'm going to continue to pick on the Christians for this next one, unfortunately. We're not
1: picking. (laughs) It's just it's going to keep coming up for this specific tradition. This
0: specific holiday.
1: That's the word I was looking for.
0: So up next, we're going to talk about gifts. Another tradition that Christians claim to have started. Just blanket them. We started it. <laughs> okay. Christians claim nothing like a, a bunch of white European people
1: <laughs> culturally appropriating something. And then you used the term blanket, which wasn't helpful either. <laughs> no, sorry. Christians claim that
0: the tradition was started to symbolize the tributes made by the three wise men to the baby Jesus. And I can't say the baby Jesus without thinking of Daytona, uh, <laughs> uh, what was it, uh, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights, or whatever,
1: Ricky Bobby. Okay, so let's clarify something real quick for those of you that aren't up on your Bible knowledge. The three wise men did not show up until he was years old, plural, years, plural, old. So it, what, he wasn't a baby when they showed up anyway. So again, it doesn't really fit the narrative. Ever. That's fine.
0: No, it, it doesn't really fit. But they claim this is why during his birth, but he received what all infants truly want, and that is gold,
1: frankincense, and myrrh. So useful. I'm sure Mary was like, great. Thanks. Thanks. You don't have to happen to have some diapers in there, do you? Um, food? Food? No. Okay, cool. If
0: it, tr- if it truly happened like that, like it, the night that he was born in a stable, uh, if I was married, I'd be like, can you like just get me like a bed? I don't know, a blanket? Anything? I'm in hay where a cow
1: has shed. I'm really freaking tired. It's been no. a really <laughs> yeah. long last couple of weeks. I would really like a good night's sleep. Just one. Take your frankincense and shove it up your ass. How about you guys just watch him for a little bit? And I'm going to go... Get a room in the inn and get a couple nights sleep. How about that?
0: Yeah. I'm going to go have a beer. That's definitely not the case. <laughs> it would have been wine <laughs> at the time. Okay, wine. Whatever. However, the tradition of gift giving extended long before the founding of Christianity and with roots in the festivals of the ancient Romans, in particular, the festival of Saturnalia coming back around.
1: I think that one's going to come
0: up quite a bit, if I
1: remember correctly.
0: I think that's the only other. We'll, we'll get to it. Where thanks was given to the bounty provided by the agricultural god, Saturn, the festivities took place from the 17th to the 23rd of December and were celebrated with a sacrifice and a public banquet, followed by private gift-giving, continued partying, and a wild atmosphere where social standings were done away with. During this feast, slaves would be considered the equal of their masters, and free speech was embraced. The day that gifts were exchanged was known as Sigilaria and took place on the 19th of December. As gifts of value were in contradiction to the spirit of the season, the Romans exchanged more modest items such as candles, seasonal figurines, and gag gifts, which were designed to amuse or terrify the other guests. The original Dirty Santa. (laughs) The original Dirty Santa. Circa, like, 300 A.D. Etiquette dictated that the lowlier of the gift, the lowlier the gift, the stronger the bond of friendship it was said to represent. So if I give you a box full of dog turds, we're good friends. Don't do that. That's not how that's going to end. Just <laughs> <a tough> way. <laughs> Some bosses often gave a gratuity known as a sigilarisium, I probably butchered that, but whatever. It's basically a bonus, a Christmas bonus, to their clients or employees in order to help them purchase their own gifts. What a novel idea. What a novel idea. And we kept it going. Well, some of us. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say some of us did. (laughs) (laughs) However, not all holiday traditions were appropriated by the Christian church. Though, one tradition did start there. The candy cane. It was actually the Catholic Church that started this tradition, or is thought to have started it. The legend says that back in the 1670s, when the choir master at the Cologne yeah, Cologne Cathedral in Germany handed out sugar sticks among his young singers to keep them quiet during the living, is it Creech? 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 C-R-E-C-H-E? I think it's Creech. Ceremony. I have no idea. Not Catholic. It's pronounced Creech. Kresh. Sorry I butchered that. I'm not Catholic. According to my ancestry, I'm Jewish. <laughs> Barely. Two <laughs> percent Jewish. <laughs> I'm claiming it. In this, I'm not religious. Any, anybody who's listening to this,
1: I'm an atheist, so. I don't think that's new information.
0: In this legend, it says he, he bent the candies into shepherd hooks for the occasion. However, there is some debate about the reason they were hooked. There's another theory given by Susan Benjamin, founder of True Treats Historic Candy. She has written books on the
1: history of candy, by the way. That's impressive. Yeah. I didn't know there was enough information to go with books, but okay. (laughs) Learn something new every day. She cited the
0: theory that a German choir master gave candy sticks to steal his fidgety choir boys during services. It was a gentler form of enticement than whacking them with a switch, she said. Which, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Gentle parenting in the 1600s. Quote, the board complained suites were not appropriate at so solemn a place as church, she explains. So the choir master added a hook making the stick resemble a staff, a religious reverence that would calm the board's concerns and keep the choir
1: boys happy. You know what? I believe that. Yeah, I do too. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I believe that. I believe it was that simple. Yeah.
0: She says the story has some credibility, but, quote, it's just as likely Germans added the hook to hang them from trees alongside cookies, fruits, and other treats. I also feel like that's part of it, too. Yeah.
1: It could have been a mixture of both. Who knows? Yeah, truly, it
0: could. There's no telling. Fun fact. Candy canes as we know them today were not what they originally were, duh. They were white. There was no stripes to them. Just solid white. Were they even peppermint? No. It didn't sound like it. Yeah, it sounded
1: like they were just sweet treats, like Mm -hmm. sticks, basically.
0: Well, I don't know 100%, but from everything I saw, it just sounded like they were sugar, basically processed, not processed. I mean, they still are, but
1: they just have a peppermint flavoring added. (laughs) Yeah. Or other flavors, because now it's not even just peppermint you can get. Apparently, all kinds of things, because I got a Starburst set this year.
0: Yeah, I've had strawberry, whatever. One theory on why the Stripes... (laughs) One theory on why the stripes were added was that it was a secret code among persecuted Christians in Germany or England in the 17th century. It was a secret language amongst the Christian faithful, depending on the stripe. Three represented the Trinity. That was that's it. That was it. That's it. Right. Mm
1: Yeah. I had a
0: feeling. Okay. Cool. There was actually a survey done to see what the best way to eat a candy cane was. And I'm here to tell you right now that 28% of people are psychopaths who believe starting at the hook is the way to eat a candy cane.
1: What? 28% of people. Can I tell you what Sophia's answer to that will be? Because we've already had this conversation, oddly enough. What? It is licking the other end, the, the longer end. Until it gets to a nice sharp point. That's what I do. And then stopping people with it. And she, she came up to me and she goes, did you ever, you know, get it to a point and then like poke people? I said, yes, dear. I did that. Oh, yeah. And then she asked somebody, I forget who else it was in the household. And they're like, no, we didn't. I didn't do that. What are you talking about? She goes, well, you're one of the only ones. And then walked away.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you're not doing that, you too are a psychopath.
1: You're probably the one eating the hook. At some point in your childhood, you did it. Don't even sit there and try to play. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Ah, to be a kid again. That's a missed opportunity if you didn't. I mean, that's just sad.
0: Kissing under strings of mistletoe is a well-known holiday tradition, but this little plant's history as a symbolic herb dates back thousands of years. The Greeks were known to use it as a cure for everything from menstrual cramps to spleen disorders And the Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder noted it could be used as a bomb against epilepsy, ulcers, and poisons. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, please don't eat mistletoe for
1: epilepsy. I don't think you should eat mistletoe at all. Mm -mm, Just don't do
0: it. The plant's romantic overtones most likely started with the Celtic Druids of the 1st century AD, because mistletoe could blossom even during the frozen winter. The Druids came to view it as a sacred symbol of vivacity, and they administered it to humans and animals alike in hopes of restoring fertility. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Another famous origin story of the mistletoe folklore came from Norse mythology. It says that when the god Odin's son, Baldr, was prophesied to die, his mother, Frigg the goddess of love went to all the animals and plants of the natural world to secure an oath that they would not harm him. But the goddess neglected to consult with the unassuming mistletoe. So the scheming god Loki made an arrow from the plant and saw that it was used to kill the otherwise invincible Baldur. In another, sunnier version of the myth, it says that the gods were able to re- resurrect Baldr from the dead with mistletoe. His mother was so delighted she declared mistletoe a symbol of love and vowed to plant a kiss on all those who passed beneath it. Which I like that one better. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. It's fluffier. Mistletoe's association with fertility and vitality continued through the Middle Ages, and by the 18th century, it had become widely incorporated into Christmas celebrations. Just how it made the jump from sacred herb to holiday decoration remains up for debate but the kissing tradition appears to have first caught on among servants in England before spreading to the middle classes. As part of early custom, men assaulted women who were caught under the mistletoe, and if they refused, they would have bad luck. And I wrote that specifically because I didn't like the way that this article worded it. It said, quote, Men were allowed to steal a kiss from a woman caught standing under the mistletoe and refusing refusing was viewed as bad luck. So like they were not only assaulting women under a mistletoe, they were also like, if you don't let me assault you, you're gonna have bad luck. We're gonna
1: victim blame on top of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Braved. Another another tradition instructed the kissers to pluck a single berry from the mistletoe with each kiss and to stop smooching once they were all gone. And I was just like when I read that, I was like What if both parties are really short and they can't reach it? Like, hi, that would be me. You just never get to stop. Yeah. And just endless kissing until the berries fall off. Ugh. I hope you got some chapstick. (laughs) The last one I want to talk about is probably the most important one. And that's the Christmas pickle. Have you guys heard of this? No? Okay. The tradition says an ornamental pickle is placed on a Christmas tree as one of the Christmas decorations. On Christmas morning, the first person to find the pickle on the tree would receive an extra present from Santa Claus or would be or would be said to have a year of good fortune. There are a few different origins that come with the Christmas pickle. One, a lot of people will say it originated from Germany and it made its way over here, you know, when we migrated over here. But the problem is that in a more like recent poll of like German Americans, 91% of those polled didn't even know about the tradition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I have heard of the Christmas pickle. I, know. <laughs> I haven't. That's, that's brand new to me.
0: Another origin suggests the tradition came from Camp Sumter during the American Civil War. The Bavarian-born Private John C. Lower had enlisted in the 103rd Pennsylvania Infantry but was captured in April 1864 and taken to the prison camp. As the story is told on Christmas Eve, he begged a guard for a pickle while starving. The guard provided the pickle, which Lower later credited for saving his life. After returning to his family in Bavaria, he began a tradition of hiding a pickle on their Christmas tree each year. This has so
1: many, like, just the descriptions.
0: Yeah, there's so many layers. The last one, the last theory for that, which is my favorite for this origin, is the Santa and the pickled children origin.
1: <laughs> Did you say pickled children? hmm Okay,
0: go on. The story goes that one night, three little boys came to the house of a butcher, sometimes it's an innkeeper, looking for some food and a place to spend the night. The butcher welcomed them in his fake hospitality hiding his nefarious intentions. As the little boys entered the butcher the butcher grabbed his knife and slaughtered them. He then cut them up into small pieces and placed them in a pickling barrel intending to sell them as ham. Uh, la- <laughs> ah. <Yeah. laughs> 7 years later. Yeah. 7 years later St. Nicholas stopped by the very same spot, and somehow, knowing what had transpired, asked to be taken to the pickling barrel. The butcher fled. He was like, nah, this dude knows exactly what I did. Peace out, Saint Nick. And Saint Nicholas made his way over to the barrel. He placed his fingers on the barrel's edge, and praying to God, brought the three little boys back to life.
1: Seven years later, after being in a pickle barrel? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And preserved them, Sam. Okay. You can, you can eat anything that's been pickled for years. Yeah, <laughs> Kelsey's face. <laughs> no comment.
1: Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Heck no.
0: It makes me want pickles. I have a uh, I have a bag of those hot pickles in the fridge. I'm going to eat those on our next recording session. Oh, please. But yeah, those were the Christmas traditions that I was able to cover. Just so you know, I did make a note of it. But several of these, like I said, correlated with each other. So, for instance, the Christmas tree also overlapped with wreaths, tinsel, and obviously ornaments. And the only ones like I didn't get to were like the Dutch clogs because I felt like they were going to overlap with like stockings and things like that.
1: Which, I mean, just a general overview of that was for the longest time that St. Nick would, when he brought gifts, he put them in shoes and clogs and stockings. Yeah. Before the whole stockings thing really stuck.
0: Yeah. Now it's like you get gifts under the tree and you get a
1: stocking full of gifts. So. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're never satisfied with the little bit like it was in what the the original it was all about the most humble gift, which I feel like to some extent it kind of still is a lot of times because it can be homemade or something that like I mean, I think one year I got you like a coffee pot because the one that you had was broken and it had been broken for like two years. It still worked. And I was like, (laughs) you know what? Yeah, I know you are as bad as I am because Paul does the same thing with me. But I was like, oh my gosh, she just needs a new coffee pot. So I bought her <laughs> bought a coffee pot. It wasn't expensive. It wasn't a big gift, but it was something that, you know, you still use the same one, don't you? Did you finally oh, yeah. get a new one? No, 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 I still use the same one. And then I think you would ask for socks. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'll send you some socks. I kept like <laughs> I kept putting socks on my Christmas
0: list every year, and I just wasn't getting any socks. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well. I guess I'll buy my own socks. I don't know. It's like one of those things like I don't think about, which I, I do now think a lot more about my socks because uh, they can be very distracting if they're not like the right type of sock. hmm I feel that. And you also got me wine glasses, which mm-hmm. I have recently broken two of, just so you know. Oh, no.
1: Well, they lasted a while, so. Yeah. You get kudos for that. But I mean, I think there's something about that because it doesn't have to be expensive if it's thoughtful. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of what I try to do as much as possible. When I'm buying gifts for people, I don't necessarily think about the dollar amount. I think what is the most useful or what is something that they've mentioned multiple times that they need or want. And they obviously aren't getting it for themselves.
0: Speaking of gifts, somebody beat me to the punch this year <laughs> for my Christmas gift. When I win for once, <laughs> she she won for once for the listeners out there. This episode is coming out the week of Christmas, and the next episode is actually going to be coming out on Samantha's actual birthday. It's going to be a birthday special episode. And we've had these specific mics on our list to get. Almost the whole.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had the ones we've been using for almost the whole time. Yeah. We got them pretty early on.
0: But uh, we just, we never got them because like the ones that we use seemed fine, but these are more professional. They're going to sound better. And we have them now. But Samantha went ahead and got one for me for Christmas, not knowing that I was getting the whole setup for both of us for her birthday slash Christmas present. So, you know, (laughs) thanks for that. (laughs) Beating
1: me to the punch. Cheers. Cheers. It's not that a story like where? Uh, well, it's a little bit uh, sadder because they like the guy gets a lovely hair comb for his wife or girlfriend, and then she cuts her hair to get something for him, and then he had given something. But I mean, we kind of did, we kind of did something along those lines. Oh, oh, we're so sweet, we're so cute, we're really not. I know this was a shorter
0: one, but uh, limited time, and plus it's going to be Christmas anyways. Nobody's gonna. You know,
1: Y'all aren't listening to us. You have all kinds of other stuff to do. Let's be (laughs) honest.
0: Yeah, and you know, at least you got an episode this year. That's all I'm gonna say. Last year we didn't.
1: This is true. I think we missed it completely last year. Yeah,
0: Kelsey's kind of. Kelsey has been a godsend to us, keeping us on schedule, keeping us organized, like better, better. So thanks, Kelsey. Better organized. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. I will say one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten has been from Kelty. And that was she made me a scarf last year. And I love to wear scarves with dresses, but the problem is a lot of my dresses don't have pockets. So she made me a scarf that has pockets on it so I can put my phone in the pockets when I wear it. Super cute. Love that scarf. Best thing I have. You sent so many snaps about that scarf last year. <laughs> I know. I love that scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Merry Christmas to everybody. That's my traditions that we're doing this year. We have half a list we can cover next
1: year. Yeah, we've got material for next yeah. year, just like last year we had for this year. So, hey, we're just going to keep the tradition going. How about that? Yeah, we'll keep it Dutch next year
0: because they have their own thing going on. I, I got a whole other thing. Most of ours centered around like Norse mythology and like Norwegian-ish, Scandinavian.
1: So enjoy this time. Yeah, this time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's it.
1: Thanks for listening. So all of the things like thank you guys for another year of you guys actually listening to us. And I know for somehow you're in as at least sort of as entertained as we are at, at each other. So I appreciate you keeping this going and interacting with us and sticking around. So True. here's to another year. Here's to 2024. Maybe we'll have our
0: shit together even better then. One can only hope. I wouldn't count on it. Merry fucking Christmas. Love you. <laughs> mean it. Okay, bye. The reaper will come for us all.